Welcome back to Projecting the Jump. We are a fantasy basketball podcast for the people. And you know that our takes are scorching hot. Uh, no rhymes for you today. We're, we're going to try kind of a quick hitting podcast. Um, we want to kind of preview a podcast we have coming up. Uh, and also it's a way to talk about some waiver wire guys. So as you may know, um, we, we do a glue guys list and we have glue guys 3.0 in the works. So I wanted to touch base here and get, get into some of Nate's guys on some of the guys for the glue guy list coming up that are on the fringes, like players who aren't going to quite make the list, but are worthy of waiver wire attention. This could be ranging from fringy and for me to completely must roster off the glue guys list. And so we're going to talk about some fringy guys, intriguing enough to check your waiver wire for. But in anticipation of the Glue Guys podcast, Nature on Clean, can you remind everybody? And I realized our first Glue Guys podcast was a preseason pod. I was looking back on it the other day and it was kind of an, yeah, it was. It was anticipation of like, who could be those guys that, you know, if you don't hit it with a young guy, if if your late pick doesn't smash, uh, who are some guys you could grab that will be there to round out your roster? Um, much, yeah. much better wording there. <laughs> so Nate, please remind the people what a fantasy glue guy is for you. Yeah, I think fantasy glue guy was, uh, in a way, what was the most exciting topic for us when we started this whole podcast. And, uh, and that's really the type of guy that, that doesn't, that isn't this must roster guy. It's not the guy that you're, that you're analyzing whether to draft in the first, whether draft in round two or round three, it's more of these these guys that kind of fit into this category of they're streamers for most people, but we think that they have a little bit more season long value than, than maybe other people in your league uh, might think. And and a lot of that is because they bring consistency to the table Mm -hmm. or they bring a little bit of a trickle of a stats across the board. And so by rostering some of these glue guys, it allows you to take swings on other higher upside guys because you know that you have these higher floor guys on your team and so it was kind of fun so we're, we're we'll be recording we'll be dropping the or the official blue guys podcast next week but just kind of got over our skis a little bit and came <laughs> up with too many guys and had to in a completely back word way to the overflow guys first and then we're <laughs> going to be going into the uh into the actual content next week so yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I like the description. It, it balances your team out if you're taking some of these swings. Who are some guys that can kind of give stabilize your floor on the back end of your roster? So yeah, and so for me, this is also functioning. And for you listening, these are guys to check your waiver wire for now. Um, you know, of varying degrees. So without further ado, let's just kind of get into the list right now. Uh, so this is a fringe glue guy with benefits. Uh, this player, um, he kind of screwed me yesterday did a post on Twitter kind of talking about some of his stats and saying he was a player to pick up now because he's playing Tuesday and or he's playing Thursday, Saturday, which, you know, that part of the schedule is, is a lower volume. That player is the crucifix Christian Wood uh, for on the season. He is the uh, 256 player in season rank. He is a forward center eligible player, 20% rostered, 9% uh, picked up in the past week on Yahoo. He was actually the fifth most added player in the 24 hours leading up to his late, late addition to the injury report where he was ruled out 20 minutes before the game with a migraine, uh, mm. which is which is ironic because I do remember in his time in Houston, he had this mi- reoccurring migraine thing and they would use it to rule him out. And I assumed it was like a tanking thing or like a let's see how our team performs without Christian Wood, the offensive vacuum on the floor. 
But, you know, for a mm-hmm. Lakers team who needed a win in a primetime game yesterday against the Suns, obviously this dude just got some migraine issues. So he's the 87th. And he was giving fantasy uh, <clears throat> managers a headache also. So that's kind of a little ironic. And also budding fantasy content creators. Uh, I literally was like constructing the post as he was being rolled out. So that was cool. And we almost hopped on to do like a quick little minute on Christian Wood, which would have been foolish. So we'll do it now. He is the 87th ranked player in the past week. Since missing the game uh, on Christmas Day versus the Celtics, Wood's minutes have really firmed up. He's had between 16 and 24 minutes in seven straight games. He did have one 13-minute game sprinkled in. But this is how I'm looking at him as a glue guy with benefits. You know, he gives you this nice floor right now with 15 minutes. And I think in 14 leagues, 14 team leagues, category leagues, he is a must roster. I think in 12s, he's a really nice st- streamer right now. So what's his special ingredient as a glue guy or as a fringe glue guy? He doesn't hurt you anywhere. Um, he's a glue guy that's offering your team a cheap boost. You know, the past week, we're at 11.3 points, 6.3 rebounds, over a triple, a block, and almost a steal. Great shooting percentage. In, in fact, he hasn't missed a free throw in his last nine attempts, which is kind of boosting his rank a little bit. Plus, uh, if Street Clothes Davis, which I was never a big fan of that nickname, but if, if Anthony Davis decides to make an appearance um, on the injury report while you're rostering Christian Wood, you kind of also hit the jackpot uh, while getting this nice low level production. So hence the fringe glue guy with benefits. You know, you have the benefit of having an injury prone player um, in front of him, and, he, and you would expect that Christian Wood would take a lot of those minutes. So he's just kind of crept up on my radar. I've given him a chance in a couple leagues, slipped him into an IL plus last night in another league and grabbed Tayshawn Prince to get that game in. Um, how much thought have you given to Christian Wood? Do you feel like he uh, fits kind of the criteria of fringe glue guy? Yeah, no, I, I love his inclusion on this. And actually, it is it, it was interesting with a lot of these Laker free agency signings, which were there was a lot of noise made about uh, during the offseason. There was a lot of kind of flowers thrown dir- the direction for kind of nailing those. Christian Wood being one of them. The early part of the season, he really looked bad and really yeah. wasn't getting any minutes. I mean, it was... I've always thought he was a terrible player, uh, to be honest with you, uh, in real life. But uh, but then it's this last couple weeks, and I think maybe the Lakers have been on TV a lot, on primetime games. Uh, maybe it's just been my availability. I've been watching a little bit more Laker games. And he's really been passing the eye test a lot more in the last few weeks. His aggressiveness, especially on the defensive end, is uh, maybe he's kind of absorbing some of this Anthony Davis kind of uh, concentration, but he's looked like a different player. He hasn't looked like this kind of hollow stats guy. And you could kind of get the sense that the coaching staff is starting to buy into him a little bit. So I like his inclusion on this because I think that he's somebody that's on the upswing. Coming from Natron Clan, I just want to make sure I'm emphasizing a Lakers hater and somebody who mm-hmm. doesn't believe in Christian Wood, the player, to be able to yes. see that there's something kind of changing with him. Uh, that's awesome, because we've always thought of him as a good stats, bad team guy. If he can become a high-value role player for the Lakers, maybe he can become a high-value role player for your fantasy team. Absolutely. Yeah, so the first guy, which made my chopping block, didn't actually make my uh, blue guys roster, was uh, a guy that longtime listeners might be aware of, is uh, – that I'm a big fan of. I think you are a fan of two. Uh, and I, once again, I'm surprised that he's having this moment in the sun. And that's uh, Chris Dunn of the Utah Jazz. I, I, I don't understand it. it. It seemed like his he peaked seven years ago. And then all of a sudden he's having a, another little resurgence now. Much in the same way that Dante Exum's having the same 
bizarre, like, uh, bizarrely timed resurgence. Uh, But it's cool. I mean, I think I don't really understand why he's getting so much playing time when the Jazz kind of have other guys that they could and should be focusing on, namely Keontae George, Colin Sexton, um, and then Jordan Clarkson. But but if the Jazz are going to be giving him anywhere in the neighborhood of 25 minutes, he needs to be on a roster and needs, and he probably should be on your roster because he's going to be giving you elite production in, in steals and, and actually blocks at the guard position right. is a spectacular uh, source of blocks there and really good at assists. So um, something to monitor that he's only 13% rostered at this point, but if he continues to be getting minutes like he has the last couple of weeks, He's he's uh he's going to become a glue guy the rest of the season. That's great. I love him. He's not on any of my lists. Um, the Jazz have been winning with him in the lineup. It's curious mm-hmm. how bad do they want to win? They have such a healthy culture that I think they have to have this part of the season where they really dedicate it to winning. Let's see how it looks in March um, as far as their dedication to winning. But I love I love stories like this. You love you love to see a high pedigree guy like uh, Chris Dunn, you know, make a name for himself as a role player. And yeah, you're right. I mean, if you need steals, look no further than Chris Dunn. Grab him, and I bet you'll like what you see once you have him. For sure. So my next guy, Nate, is somebody you and I text about a little bit back and forth as we've been kind of going through our glue guys list. And what we both kind of came to the conclusion on this guy is his stats scream glue guy. He's not one of the things with being a glue guy is it's supposed to comfort you. It's supposed to be there's supposed to be uh, some reassurance or, or some you know, some trust in the uh, player, whether it be the role or the team. And so, so this guy's a, he's a fringe glue guy, but I think his number is screen glue guy. And that that's Nick Richards, the center in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was yeah. an appropriate time to talk about him. His season rank Absolutely. is one one forty four. He's 38% roster. That's up 5% in the past week. Uh, so yeah, like again, his stats are that of a glue guy, but the name on his jersey always kind of gives me a pause, you know. But Mark Williams finally does have a timetable of sorts to add to the relevancy of picking up a guy like Nick Richards. He's going to be evaluated week to week basis. Uh, you know, he was doubtful for like 13 straight games, which is super frustrating if you're a Mark Williams owner. But it also kind of left pause. I'm picking up a guy like Richards when he he is giving you a little level of production and it could just disappear. But um, I think he needs to be rostered by someone in most 12 team category spots right now. So the special ingredient, he's a consistent low end uh, starter as far as big guy stats. You know, he can start for your fantasy team. He's starting for the Hornets, um, getting about nine points, 7.4 boards, 1.3 blocks, half a steal. And this is interesting, 69% from the field on the season, 75% from the line, but that's taken a nosedive of late, 61% the past month, uh, 45% the last two weeks. This is on low volume, something to consider, though. You know, with Mark Williams, he's he's a very good free throw shooter, uh, about around 75% uh, for a big guy. So I think with, if you're looking at Nick Richards as a pickup, think of him as at best 70% of what Mark Williams does without those spike games. Uh, But I think he's worth it on some rosters. And I just wanted to bring him up as that classic fringe glue guy, but he gives me enough pause to where he's not going to make my glue guy team. Yeah, no, I I like this a lot. I think he's a, He's been a week to week or a game to game glue guy as far as when he's playing. The concern was that uh, you never knew when the ride was going to end. And so so he doesn't kind of fit into that season long uh, definition into our classical de- definition exactly. of a glue, glue guy. But as far as a week to week, absolutely. Yeah, yep. what he's given you is great. 
I love that. It's a waiver wire pickup. It's just not a glue guy because there is an expiration date to it. Yeah. The, um, the next guy I got uh, who's in that kind of that lower category, kind of the Nick Richards type uh, 26% rostered level is a uh, Duop wreath at uh at a portland trailblazers um yeah. and and once again you know he doesn't he didn't fit the fit the build because he hasn't he hasn't done it but this is in this particular pod we're kind of we're trying to forecast mm-hmm. potential good guys the rest of the season and so i'm wondering if if he might fit the build you know he's a quite a bit older rookie you know he's i think he believes 26 or 27 years old but portland with um with obviously no robert williams this DeAndre Aiden injury is really starting to linger and is making me quite nervous about his availability. Um, if I was a if I was a DeAndre Aiden owner, I would be uh, sweating a little bit and trying to uh, if he came back for a game or two, be looking to sell because I think that they're going to be taking their time with that. Um, so for that reason, he's got the opportunity. He's going to be starting a lot of the games and and for a for a rather large person i mean he's a, he's a large center his profile is is a little bit different than uh than other centers is and that he's going to be giving you he likes he's likes he's kind of a stretch center yeah and so he's going to be giving you some threes some rebounds some blocks so you're you could potentially be getting um kind of a miles turner light profile out of him i don't think it's it's anything that's uh a lock at this point you know because the and the reason he didn't make my team is because I'm not entirely sure he's good, um, right. but that is that is the one thing that was holding him back in this. But I but his opportunity is great and his skill set. I was very fantasy friendly. It was a great addition. It's interesting. I I brought up on another podcast Jabari Walker, um, who tonight had 17 points, 13 boards, three dimes, and a steal. Uh, very different players. Um, yeah, Wreath is interesting. When you watch him out there, he looks like he could be a pro wrestler. Like he just has like a strange vibe to him. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like him for this list because, again, I do. You, I think of the Blazers a little bit like the Hornets when it comes to you know having trouble making the glue guys roster. You know, all glue guys team that we're going to do later on um, these two teams because the especially on the Blazers, I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency with what to expect with rotations. Uh, do you feel like um, between Walker and Reith, there's a little more security with either one of those guys as far as a role moving forward? If Aiden does come back, do you think Reith is just a he's a pickup for Aiden managers right now to see how it plays out, or, or could you see him carving out a role and then Walker as well? Uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily sure who's going to be getting the bigger role between Walker. I think they would the organization would rather Walker uh, okay. had that role, but I just think that. Uh, that the the specific skill set that uh, that Reith brings is a, translates a little bit more towards fantasy yeah. in that um, you know it, if you can it's a pretty rare thing to be able to to get those threes and blocks combination together and uh, so I think for that reason he, he provides a the, there's a little bit higher upside there on, on the swing, but you know, but there's also a chance that he sees five minutes the rest of the rest of the way going forward. But it's worth the swing at this point. A little more intrigue too, for sure. I'm looking forward to this one, Nate. It, it, it's a very neat category. Uh, I'm just excited to give this guy his flowers. Very relevant right now. And so this guy totally skipped the possibility to be on the all glue guy team. 
He went from a fringes glue guy, somebody who you could call a glue guy in a 14 team league to a must roster player. There was not a glue guy period. And that player is TJ McConnell. Mm. You know, the man of the hour right now, uh, as far as somebody who's just kind of jumped out of the waiver wire screen into onto your team and is just killing it. So yeah, let's take a look at the profile and get into it a little bit. He's 55% rostered at this point, 42% or 40, rather, yeah, 42% spike the past week. So in the game that actually just ended about 45 minutes ago, such a unique line against Atlanta, 25 minutes off the bench. He had six points, four boards, 14 dimes, three steals and a block with five turnovers and took five total shots, all two pointers, no free throws, wow. no, no three. So old school, man. It's like this is this is like a you know koozie. It's like this is, it feels like he would have worked really well in the fifties, um, in the eighties. But he's doing that that sort of game, that sort of old school distributor, like ground bound point guard game in twenty twenty four. And like I'm here for it. It's intriguing. It's really fun to watch. Um, and what a boost to your fantasy team. So let's take a look at the long-term kind of outlook. Could he be a glue guy for the rest of the, the season? So before Hallie was ruled out for two weeks with the grade one hamstring strain, uh, TJ was already kind of the perfect glue guy to round out a 14-team roster. His minutes were just a little too low to hold in 12s. He could be streamed in for dimes and steals. So I took a look, look at last season. Um, he averaged 14.5 minutes um, in 20 games last season, last season uh, without Hallie. Had seven points, five dimes, 2.5 rebounds, and one steal with Hallie um, in his lineup. And then the 20 without, that I alluded to, 14.3 points, 8.2 dimes, 4.5 boards, 1.6 steals. And the shooting is crazy, 63% from the field, 89 from the free throw line. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give him his flowers. He's obviously in competitive leagues, probably been swooped up by now. But this, this man went undrafted in 2015. Uh, he transferred to Arizona for a senior season. He took them to the Elite Eight. Uh, he's he's uh, from Pittsburgh. He's just kind of a tough guy. You know, he turned a summer league performance. Pittsburgh! Thank you for that. Uh, I was like, <laughs> Pittsburgh? Uh, he turned a summer league performance into making the 76ers opening day roster, became a fan favorite. And this man has now signed three contracts for over $46 million. So just what a job by the six-foot-one, ground-bound white kid from Pittsburgh, TJ McConnell. There are your flowers. Check your waiver wire. Figure it out. Pick him up. I was happy to swoop him in our league of record, um, and you had to, you know, you, you had to be quick on the trigger there because TJ McConnell is bankable. So, what do you think about this one? Am I am I am I right to say he was a fringes guy and now he's must roster? So it, that's kind of how he ended up on this list instead of the, the Google guys list. How do you see it? He's a special place in my heart uh, after last season when Halliburton got shut down for a while. I picked him up. We obviously had a little bit of discussion on this pod, whether it was going to be Nemhard or TJ yes, McConnell. Right. Um, and and I, and I was on the TJ McConnell side of that. And and my team was so terrible last year uh, just through a combination of uh, mismanagement and injuries. Uh, but for that few-week stretch, TJ McConnell just carried me to a really – uh, back into the playoffs, which was great. Um, so, so he's 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 obviously fantastic uh, when he's going to be getting the minutes, and and he's really it's been interesting because he's been in just enough minutes all season off the bench sure. to be almost relevant enough. And so, I'm I'm curious to see what exactly the biggest thing I'm really curious about with the Pacers these next couple games is going to be to see 
do does their frantic pace continue? Because uh, they've been playing at this really just lightning, get up a shot within 10 seconds type of uh, uh, speed. And so I was curious to see if they, that would slow down a little bit. It seemed like it did the first couple games. And then secondly, was were they going to revert to that kind of same traditional let's keep the ball into our point guard's hands, or if they were going to kind of spread out those duties a little bit between Matherin and Nemhard this, this season. And Bruce Brown, uh, regardless. Too. Right, yeah. Bruce Brown, obviously, yeah. Um, but regardless, yeah. If he's with – as long as Halliburton's out, he's a lock glue guy. Yeah. Short-term glue guy, love it. Love his addition. I'll just do some quick math just to make sure to hammer this home. He's currently 55% rostered in Yahoo leagues. That means 45% of leagues is 55% rostered. That means 45% of leagues have not picked up TJ McConnell. So please, um, if you're listening to this and you haven't picked up TJ McConnell, ah, your league's dumb. Yeah. Like your league's dumb. No. (laughs) So let's go. Uh, You know, even in taco leagues, he should be, I hate that expression, but even in, you know, this expression, taco, taco, not taco. It's a reference from the show, the league taco league. So oh, shout, okay. out, shout out the league. Um, so, yeah, we did, you got any more guys you wanted to touch on uh, that just didn't quite make the glue guys team? Yeah, just last guy that I've been kind of uh, – I feel like he's one of those guys that uh, – I don't know. For some reason, I have an affinity or, or I'm attracted to these guys that uh, I have written off like week after week or season after season. And then at a certain point, I feel like I just got to be like, Okay, like actually, though that last month was really good, and uh, and this is a weird guy because we we set the topic that we were going to do last week, and so I kind of started brainstorming it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to include this uh, this guy on my roster, and then and then he proceeded to have three or four just piss games in a row. Um, so, uh, but this this is a glue guy uh, from the Miami Heat. Uh, and uh, not that glue guy. Not, not that Miami Heat guy. Hey, 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 it's time to play. But uh, yes, I'm talking about the Miami, Miami Heat guy, but not that Miami Heat guy that you might be thinking of. And who, honestly, I think, and so you may be thinking of Jaime Hawkins, who I think I is kind of part, uh, has grown out of a glue guy, or he's almost a super glue guy at this point. But the guy who I've been was kind of uh, bouncing around on was Duncan Robinson. Okay. Um, okay. You know, his season long numbers yeah. Yeah, are yeah, yeah. 14, three and three, right. 83% from the stripe, three threes. Um, and I, I, for me, I always just think of him like he's strictly a threes specialist. Yeah. Nothing else. But I feel like I've had too many games where I look down and I'm like, ah, geez, like he he really is having spectacular games. And so I think um he's somebody that I waffled back and forth on. Um on on maybe he is, you know, like Love and, that. And, and and ironically, as we were as we were logging on, I was watching the end of the uh Miami Heat Orlando Magic game and and he just was going off, hitting shots left and right, leading the Miami Heat to a victory. And I thought, all right, now now I have to talk about him tonight. I so um, I, I, I don't think he's a glue guy, which is the reason that he's not going to make my actual team next week. But uh, but he's but he's earning his way into this conversation. I think I love his inclusion for this reason. Because in actuality, he's really just a good three-point stre- streamer for points and threes. 
But then when you look at it, you look at the his uh, contemporaries for streamers for points and threes, he's a little better. So it's just like, mm-hmm. he's like a little better than a, a streamer. But he's not quite a glue guy because he doesn't do enough things across the board. And he's going to have no. those nights where he does nothing. But he has spike, he has spike nights uh, for sure. And his chemistry with Bam on kind of the handoff game and and right now with them being, you know, what's funny is I don't have a single Miami Heat player rostered in any of my leagues. I don't have a single Miami Heat player on the glue guys list. So I'm glad you brought him up. They're just having a strange season. Um, but they always figure out a way to create these relevant waiver wire guys. I mean, you brought up Atlanta, which I thought was a great point on the um, Switchmas podcast as being just unstreamable. And it is true. It's a wasteland. Miami's kind of the opposite. They have all these low end streamers who you can flirt with as glue guys. So just always be checking the box scores, uh, you know, and see if there's someone who's popping up that's available. See who's hot. Duncan Robinson, not quite a glue guy, but, uh, you know, keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that yeah, is. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm super excited to uh, actually get into the meat of this podcast next week. I'll be, uh, um, we'll, see, we'll see if anything changes in the next few days before we get going. But, uh, um, but this is obviously, this is my favorite podcast topic of the season. So, uh, so make sure everybody out there, if you're listening to this, definitely tune into next week. Please. And I'm really proud of us. If you think that all we can do is kind of rant on and on and we get into the weeds of things, Nate and I are able to be concise. We're able to give you information. You're usually right. And you are usually right. So it's always, always take the over on that. Never let, don't let this affect your process. But, but yeah, we wanted to get you just a little preview of what we're working on now. Um, and, and it's actionable waiver wire advice. So just, you know, see what you can find on your waiver wire. Uh, please do uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. If you found this on YouTube, go ahead and like the video, leave a comment. We're getting a little interaction on the YouTube video. That's pretty fun. Um, and then follow Projecting the Jump on Twitter. You can follow me, Flying J, on Twitter as well. Um, and just look out for that Glue Guys episode. I want to just say a little, um, I guess, a few words for those of you who roster Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Desmond Bain went down with a pretty severe-looking ankle injury today. We just lost mm. Marcus Smart for six weeks. Jaws out for the season, and it's not related to something he was brandishing on Instagram. Uh, so just pretty rough to see that team crumble. So just you know, pour out a little something for for your Grizzly shares. Uh, and I don't want to talk about Vince Williams right now. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So for Nature on Clean, this is Flying Jay. Uh, this has been a little mini projecting the jump, and we will talk to you all soon. Later. Mm-hmm.